What up? This is Ginka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a put you up for the seventh studio album from De La Soul. The Grind Date released October 5th, 2004. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we figured because of the recent passing of Dave uh, from De La Soul. Is it is it True Go, True Go the Dove? True Go the Dove. True Go yeah, the Dove. Plug yeah. two. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. Plug one would be uh, would be Pasta News, right? Right, right. All right. Um, yeah, so he recently passed, rest in peace. And rest obviously, peace. so De La Soul's been uh, been on our mind a lot. So yeah, um, we're recording this. When are we recording this? We're recording this uh, Sunday, February 19th, um, yeah. which is probably a couple of weeks after we'll have released this episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I had never really heard this album. Of course, I've heard a, a few songs okay. from it. But why did you yeah. choose this album in particular for us to do a, a Put You Up? Um, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, we, we've talked about doing a few different albums, but this is one of the ones that we talked about. Um, I think this album came out around the time of uh, Fish Scale by, mm-hmm. by Ghostface. I think that might have so, came I mean, out a few years later, actually. Yeah. Really? I think that was 2006. Okay. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I remember, okay, here's what I remember the most about this. Okay. <laughs> we can go, when we talk about this track, we talk about it. Um, but, um. Ghostface is featured on this he on is. this album. Yeah. Um, there was dispute between Ghostface and De La Soul about his appearance on this album. Okay. And so it it caused kind of some controversy when it comes to the underground circles and stuff like that. And when we talk about that that record, we can kind of go into more detail. But I remember this this album a lot. And I think that um one of the things that I remember the most about this album is um Dave's verse on much more. Okay. Um, and that record, that that record, and that appearance is kind of almost iconic in its own way. And I think when Dave is remembered, a lot of times this is the verse that they describe. Um, and you know, I mean, I was watching the NBA All Star Game last night, or the um, the dunk contest and, and three point, all that stuff, the All Star Weekend. And they played much more when the mm. dunk contest was about to start. That's good. And they played Dave's verse. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I just think this, when it comes to Dave and remembering Dave, you know, rest in peace. This is like the album that I think just makes me remember him the most. And I think that much more verse is really iconic. So while we had talked about doing this album previously, I thought that now would be a great time to to do it with, you know, the recent passing of, of Dave. So that makes sense. That, that's kind of the choice. All right. Um, so I guess we should get into the the where were you when uh, you first heard this? Yeah. Um. So I was at I was at UVA. Right. Oh man. So this is '04. Yeah. This is October '04. So this would have been, been the fall uh, fall semester of your third year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So where was I third year? So I would have been I would have been uh, just moved off campus into uh, into uh, Sterling. I don't know what they okay. call it now, but yeah, but uh, but man, I don't know. Like, I just remember the time frame. I don't remember like exactly where I was. Um, I do remember though that this album had a lot of heavy hitters on it, right? Yeah. So, in terms of producers, so at the time, you know, I'm I've always been you know kind of backpacky and whatever. So this has a Jay Dilla beat on it. This ha- or Jay Dilla beats on it. Yeah. This has Madlib beats on it. This has Ninth Wonder beats. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like production wise, it was it was an event. Uh, you know, Dela was on it, so it was an event. And the other thing that I remember about it um, was that uh, Yummy was kind of starting to come up. I think she had like a 
uh, a, a feature with a song with uh, with Jadakiss around this time where you know okay. she was uh, she was featured on like a like an NBA commercial. So Yummy Bingham was on here. Uh, mm. So this this kind of camp was getting some light. But the one big memory that I have of this in terms of the Where Were You, um, much more was featured on The Chappelle Show. And so, okay. uh, you know, I, I loved this about Chappelle. Chappelle was clearly a, a head. And so, you know, he would use his platform to give these, you know, hip hop groups opportunities to perform on his um, his show. So um, they did much more with Yummy. Yum, they're in a tour bus, Yummy singing. Um, and they're walking into the tour bus is kind of the shot. You see Dave Chappelle just kind of nodding in approval in the background. And Dave's verse, which is the verse that they always show, he says something about like, um, gamma ray rap, I make the Hulk snap. And he's got this um, this like Hulk fist, uh, uh, you know, glove on. Mm-hmm. And he, sh- he does it and he like, he shows the glove or whatever, right? And I just, I remember that, like that whole thing. But I felt like, that was kind of the coming out party for this album because, you know, Chappelle's show was the biggest thing ever. And then, you know, they, 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 you know, appeared or whatever. So that's the, that's the where was I, where were you? So this would have been the fall semester of my fifth year at uh, a UVA. I was in Hereford. So, you know, I was hanging out with, uh, you know, Stevie Rich, who he and I used to make beats for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think Jelani was there. Was Ibrahima still in Hereford? Probably. Yeah. I think yeah. they both were there. Um, you know, uh, Adebayo, Patrick Dernizé, uh, Cass with a K, Brandon Bezo was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the the folks that I was hanging out with, and I was really heavy heavy into making beats at this time. Um, okay. so some of the music on here would have been in my vein. Other yeah. beats on here were kind of like beats of the time that weren't really. Um, I listen now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I wasn't really, really messing with this kind of beat. Um, But I think for me, after their resurgence, right? So I was familiar with De La Soul, you know, from like the Three Feet High Rise and De La Soul, right? Like the whole like native tongue sound, right? And then when they came out again, when I was like in the latter stages of high school with, I think it was Art Official Intelligence with the Ooh Ooh featuring Redman, right? That was their like return. And this was Uh back in the day when like if a group... Hadn't been out for like three years, and they come out with an album. It's like, oh, they're they're back, they're returning. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter, right? And that <laughs> that album had songs that I liked, but ultimately, and the packaging of it like was great. You're talking AOI. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, got it. And the, the packaging of it was great, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, the return to real hip hop. Like this is, this is my bag. Like I'm in it. And I think to be honest, I was kind of underwhelmed by that album, and be- as a result okay. of that. De La Soul was just like, yeah, I don't care about them anymore. You know, respect, okay. but like, I'm not going to be excited for one of their projects. So gotcha. De La Soul comes out, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like, just kind of missed me by, uh, passed me by. And I think that we talked about this before at Nauseam, but this is kind of around the time when I'm, I'm like, I'm slowly phasing out of hip hop. The albums that are in my attention would be artists that like, I've kind of grown up enjoying. So, you know, if okay. the roots come out, you know, they got the tipping point of phrenology. I'm going to listen to that. It's a live quali has like beautiful struggle or whatever. Right. I'm going to listen to that. Oh, my Most God. Most the new that danger. So bad. Right. Like uh, Outcast had the speaker box love below. I think came out sometime mm-hmm. around this time. You know, Jay-Z. And then, of course, like Kanye West comes out. And I think mm-hmm. Kanye West, that album, you know, we don't have to litigate it here. But that was probably like the straw that helped break the camel's back in the sense uh-huh. that so many people love that album. And while they're bits of it that I liked, 
compared to the albums that I used to love, I'm like, this is just underwhelming, right? Like, it's just, you can't speak about this album the same way you speak about Black on both sides. Like, you just can't, not to me, and not to have me, like, want to enjoy this anymore. And I think that there's actually songs on here that kind of remind me of that just, like, general sound and hip-hop at the time that was okay. just kind of, like, underwhelming. I think that, like, this is definitely uh this is definitely a good album. It's definitely an album that I enjoyed. I wish, and I said this before, I wish that I got put up on MF Doom sooner. If I had really paid attention to Mad Villainy at that time, like I think things might have been a little mm -hmm. different for me because that album is amazing. Okay. Um yep. but generally speaking, I say all that just to kind of put you in the headspace of, of where I was when this came out. So mm -hmm. You know, that's just kind of where it was. Uh, I don't think I ever really would have given this chance, uh, this album a chance at the time. Though there are a few songs on here, especially the Dilla joints that like I really, really enjoy. And uh, yeah, Ninth Wonder, yeah. Ninth Wonder did his thing on this as well. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's uh, that's kind of where I was. So, yeah. Want to uh, talk about critical reception? Yeah. So obviously, you know, you you would know better than I would. I mean, what was everybody else mm -hmm. saying about this album when it came out? Um, I, you know, I think again, this is a this is an album for the heads. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the people that I knew that weren't heads, nobody was talking about this album. Right. Um, but the heads really liked it, and I think it, you know, um, it was a few a few different things. I think for the heads, like um, all of the producers, right, mm -hmm. were, were all the people that we wanted to hear, and they were all on an, on an album. That was great. Um, you know, you had an appearance from Common, you had appearance from Ghostface, like so. You know, some of the features were good, but at the same time. I think that we as heads kind of got used to uh, De La being a bit, a bit lengthy, wordy, um, can be a little kind of preachy almost, and um, and would have like a lot of skits. And I think people were pleasantly surprised by the brevity of this album and by the kind of the lack of skits. It almost felt like it was a bit of a departure from some of their, their previous things that they had done. So I think that's pretty much what most people were saying was that they were pleasantly surprised by this. Um, you know, enjoyed it, enjoyed the brevity, enjoyed the cast of characters here. Um, well, it looks like it was met with mostly critical praise. Um, mm -hmm. There's some middling reviews on here for sure, which doesn't yep. surprise me. But I think ultimately, if I had to average it out, it looks like it's like a B plus on here. Yeah. And it I think seemed like most people liked it, but our boy Robert Criscow clearly didn't like it and Rolling Stone didn't like it. Yeah, what did what did uh, Chris Gower said gave it one star honorable mention, which I don't even know what that means. I think that's and, silly. And then Rolling Stone gave it two out of five stars. If anybody knows how we can get in touch with Robert Chris Gower, please, <laughs> like I'm dying to interview this man. I really am. Yeah. Um, I I think that's unfair. I would probably give it. I think in the context of 2004, I'd probably give it a, mm -hmm. a, a B plus. I think for me, mm -hmm. I'd probably give it a. B, but there are some things on here I really, really like. So yeah. a B is yeah. not like a slight, not for me anyway. So so out of five stars, what what is that for you? All right. In the context of 2004, I'd probably mm -hmm. give it a four out of five. Yeah. In the context of like the greater, my greater like hip hop experience, probably a three out of five, maybe like a 3.25 mm -hmm. out of five. <laughs> Yeah, 3.25 is such an outlaw. Answer. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'd probably give it like a like a like a six. I guess like a six out of ten. Yeah. Maybe maybe a six point okay. five out of ten. I don't got know. You. Got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. I think I would I would also give it a four out of five in in the context of time. Yeah. And I think, like you said, without 
context of time that might skew down a little. Yeah. Maybe like a 3.5. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or 4. That sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get into these uh, these overarching highlights. Yeah, yeah. And uh, start? You, uh, you know what? Sure. I will start if uh, okay. as soon as I can. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so obviously, I, I, I got to give credit to some of the producers that you already mentioned, right? So in particular, yeah. Jay Dilla, Madlib, and Ninth Wonder. Um, yep. I think they really held it down for me. And I mean, Jay Dilla is just, yeah. He's Jay Dilla. What, what, what he did with his two tracks on here. Was it, did he have three tracks? He might've had three. Uh, no, he looks like he had two. Okay, yeah, and they're right. sequenced uh, two and three, which is like perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah just, just amazing. Uh, you know, the genuine chemistry on the mic from Dela is amazing, right? And this is something you're that, two for two for me in terms of highlights. I've got the exact same highlights. So go this, ahead. this is, I think, my favorite <laughs> thing about early, like, like go, early golden era hip hop artists. Yeah, right. Yeah. And especially like groups that were successful because, like, look, there's probably a lot mm-hmm. of groups that had hits or whatever that we don't even like yeah, remember who yeah. they were, right? But like right, the right. ones who carried the test of time, like they carried the test uh-huh. of time for a reason, and it's right. because there's a good marriage between like their voice and like in the beats right yeah, and i think yeah. that there's there's times in this album where i'm not even like paying attention to what they're saying but like mm-hmm. i still enjoy listening to them because they just sound good they sound good together yeah um yeah. back and forth and they just sound good like independently of one another like on on the music and i think that that's great Completely and that's agree. something that the vintage era hip-hop groups really really captured well um and it's just it's really 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 refreshing to hear that especially for like an album that comes out in 2004 like it's great right um right. length it's not too long you know, so even though three there's some three. songs on here that I'm not a big fan of, and there's some stretches on this album that I'm not really a fan of, it's like, it's what, 50 minutes, 52 minutes? Like, it's fine. Yep. And there's a bonus track yep. at the end, so who cares? Right, right. right. Um, I would say, I already mentioned, like, the vocal performances, but really, I have to highlight mm-hmm. Dave, uh, True Goy the, the... Is it <laughs> True Goy the Dove? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to highlight him because, in my mind, you know, Pasta News is, like, the... Like the the key talent, vocal talent right, from right. this group. Yep. And while he's he's got a couple verses on here, I think he rips it. Like for example, you say that uh, Dave on uh, much more rips it. I think Boston News mm-hmm. rips it on that verse too, right? Yeah, for sure. But for the most part, Dave is kind of coming with it, and it's not yeah. even that. Like I won't even say he's like barring up, barring up. He's just he sounds great yeah. on here. Sounds great. Yeah, I agree. And I think also from a subject matter perspective, yeah. he he gives us like a lot of context about the things that he's going through in his life yeah. in a way that makes it like really relatable. Yeah. Um, I will say the opening sequencing or at least like the sequencing like the first half of the album, that to me is like mm-hmm. the strength of the album is, is, is the opening half. And there's got okay. some songs in the, in the, the la- latter half, especially the one that features MF Doom because, you know, it's Doom. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the opening sequencing of the album, I think, is great. And then the last thing okay. I had to say, something that's refreshing, is like hearing MCs that actually care more about their listeners than they care about themselves. And I was okay. thinking about something like, you know, obviously, I think the, one of the key albums that came out around this time would have been uh, the Black Album from Jay-Z, right? Yeah. yeah. And Jay-Z is someone who, who held us down for a long time. But if you really think Six about it… Six Summers Damn, Where's the Love? He is such a self-centered MC. And in fact, <laughs> all these MCs in that ilk are the are the very same way. Even like Kanye to an extent at that time okay. was very, very self-focused about like, here I am, look how cool I am. And right, like, right. that's not what's going on on this album. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, like, yeah, we're here, but we're, you know, I'm not like a, like I'm, I'm a hip hop legacy that's not yeah. really a superstar. And this is what I have to offer you. And it's very much like, 
what is my listener going to get out of this? Like, yeah. how are we going to work together? Like, this is what I'm providing. This is what you're yeah. receiving. And like, I want this album to benefit you and your like your personal livelihood in whatever way it can. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's just kind of refreshing. You know, like I feel that their tone has always been kind of like in service to yeah. hip hop. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. As opposed to like, yo, check me out. Like, like most of us MCs. <laughs> and, and and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm here for the braggadocious too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all these rappers that want to get up there and 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 brag and boast about how they're the best. Like, I, I'm with it. But like, <laughs> it is refreshing to hear it from this perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really good. So uh, so yeah. what I missed? Well, what you got? Um. I, like we're almost exactly on the nose <laughs> with uh, with ours, so I'll, okay. I'll run mine quick. Uh, I said production. Yeah, they've got the who's who of underground super producers, and mm-hmm. combine that with Super Dave, and they create something amazing. Gotcha. Um, length fairly succinct at around fifty three minutes. Very few skits, which was a departure for them. Okay. Yeah. Um, true. I said group chemistry, the way their verses weave in and out. Um, it's almost like you're listening to one person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You said that too. Um. I said features. Everyone sounds great for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. Yummy Bingham sounds great. Common rips it. Bones Malone rips it. Butter V rips it. Doom rips it. Like everybody for the most part came on. And there's a couple features that I'm okay on, but for the most part, the features are great. Okay. Um, and then my last one is samples. I think oh, the samples yeah, chosen cool. here are really great. And I think, you know, you and I, one of the things that we bonded over in college and, and, and beyond, right, is, is like, We've both tried to make beats, at least, yeah. you know, I'll say tried. I, I, I'm not going to say we, we were Jay Dilla or anything like that, but <laughs> both try to make beats. And so, yeah. you know, we've, we've both gone digging. We both have an understanding of, of sample choices and like the work that the sample's doing versus the work that the sampler is doing, right. and et cetera. And man, there's just some great choices here. In some cases, it's like they chose a great record. In other cases, it's like they chose a record that's like, all right, but they did like amazing things with it, right? Like Love Ballad to me is one of the greatest songs ever made. So to sample Love Ballad, you have a a heavy task at at hand because you have to make something that's either better than Love Ballad, which is impossible, or such a departure that it feels like you added something to the musical lexicon. And he somehow did that here, you know? So I think the samples chosen are amazing on this. Got you, got you. Yeah. All right, so you I guess we'll it. get into the uh, the lowlights, the overarching yeah. lowlights. So there's some producers and some production on here that I was kind of disappointed with. And I didn't hate every track that they mm-hmm. produced. But Jake One and Super Dave West, I have to say, are kind of lowlights for me. Now, Jake One really? gives us rock cocaine, which is great. Yes. But like yes. Days of Our Lives, when we get into that beat, it's kind of underwhelming. And okay. Super Dave West gave us It's Like That, which is great. Uh-huh. And Future, which is cool. Yeah. Um, he comes, parts of the song I like, parts of the song I don't like. And then gave okay. us Grind Date, which I uh-huh. despise this beat. Really? Pa- I despise it. Yes. Uh-huh. I despise okay. this beat. This beat is wow. so 2004. <laughs> and this, this, these are the types of beats that I hated, that I, I couldn't stand. Interesting. That, okay. that, like, if you talk about, like, why, why don't you like hip-hop anymore? It's like, it's beats like this. I cannot stand this beat. <laughs> we have cannot, a very yeah, so, different take so on it's, yeah. it's, look, overall, like, I, I have to say it's a low light just because the things that I disliked about the album were okay. in that direction. Doesn't mean everything okay. he did 
um, and Jake One did on the record was bad. Like, that's not true. It's just kind of an yeah. uneven thing. But the things I didn't like about this album, it was their contributions, if you will. Okay. Um, that's and, I, and I, That's interesting. And I think that leads into like a lot of this started happening, even though the grind date is in the op- is, is, is in the beginning of the album, you know, their verses mm-hmm. deliver on there and there's still like another, yeah. you know, two, three good tracks after that. Um, but yeah. the middle to back half sequencing of this album was kind of like some of these songs that just kind of started getting boring to me. Like I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay. it's just boring. So okay. that's kind of like my low lights there. Yeah, what got you got? You. Got you. It's interesting. I think we we have very different takes, at least with the production. Um, because my only low light is actually Mad Lib. Um, and it's mm. unfortunate that he's the low light to me because I think Mad Lib is one of the greatest producers of all time. Yeah. I just really don't like his work here. Um, I think gotcha. that the, you know, the shopping bag song, um, I'm not a fan of. Okay. Um, the come on down song, I'm just like, I I don't, really don't care for that song. That's fair, yeah. So, I'm not a fan um, of that yeah. one either. But I did yeah, like shopping so. bag song. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll talk. We can talk more when we go go track for track. But Mad Lib is 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 literally my only low light. On, okay, on, on this album. Yeah, got you. All right, so then let's start it off with the uh, the future. And uh, what do you what do you got for this one? I love this beat. Um, okay. I love what they did with the beat. Um, I I think that you know I I said here this is a, a record that I I had in my my catalog um, in co- in college on vinyl. Um, mm. I've I've mentioned before that switch is my favorite group to sample. Um, you know, I love the DeBarges um, and I love Switch and I love the concept of the group Switch. I, I love it. So I have probably everything that they've ever done on vinyl, um, but this is an album that I had even in college. And I remember hearing this album and then um, back in the day we had the Scratch Magazine. You know, Scratch Magazine, it was like, it was like the source, but for producers. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, some folks know, or know if you know, you know. Um, but I used to get, get every single issue of Scratch Magazine because it was like, it would be these producers and they would break down how they made beats and et cetera. They did a feature on this particular album and they showed the cover of the albums of, of each of the songs that were sampled. And when I saw that Switch album cover, I'm like, I ha- wait, I have this album. Mm. So then I went back and I grabbed it and I threw it on and I'm like, these motherfuckers. I should have done this. <laughs> like, you know you know when you hear something and you're like, yeah. I could have done this. Like, why didn't I do this? Yeah. That's how I felt about this. And so I I love the um the sample and I love what they're talking about too. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, um, essentially, you know, they're coming, like you said, this is their second comeback. Yeah. Um, so they're they're a, a group that's returning, they're a legacy act, they're older. And so, you know, this is them talking about like we need to leave a great legacy for the children, the, the the acts that are coming behind us. And so, you know, this is what we're doing. And I, I feel like for them to be coming back and at, at the age that they are and who they are in hip hop, this song is a perfect opener for them. So I, I thought this was great. It is a really good opener for them. Um, initially, it wasn't a highlight for me, but as I continued to listen to the album, it became one of the highlights. Um, for yeah. sure. So, and you know, this is Super Dave West. I think this is one of yeah. his better contributions on the album. I agree. Um, and I do love like the way they mix in the little. I'm not sure if that's a vocal sample or someone's coming in behind to. Uh, we are. Ding, ding. Yeah, that's ding, the ding, um ding, the ding. the sample. Is it? Yeah. It's good. It's good. And yeah, and I, I yeah. do like that it keeps with the. It's a good opener to the album. It's a great intro, and I think it introduces us to the themes, which are pretty reinforced throughout the album, which I think is good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I think is interesting was the choice of. So if you listen to that switch song, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually it's actually really like an interlude. It's it's an intro, and it starts the same way the album starts, which is 
the volume is really, really low. And then it gradually yeah. goes up, up, up. And so it kind of, it, it like, it's kind of jarring, right? Because you press play and you and you expect music to come yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. then and then it like starts all quiet and you're looking at your, your CD player or whatever, like, is my shit messed up? Like, what's going on? And I like the choice. So that's how I felt about the Switch song. And I like the choice that De La did to do the same thing where they gradually fade the song up and then they start rapping. Got you. Um, I thought that was dope. Cool. So verbal clap. Verbal clap. And um, initially, this was my highlight of highlights. Initially. Wow. Okay. Okay. There's a song I like even better, even more than this, but I I think Jay Dilla did amazing things on this record. Um, okay. And I loved, I love like the bridge or like the hook, the way that they like, the way like the beat kind of switches up and then the. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I love the energy off of this. Um, it's okay. mostly Jay Dilla driven for me, but I mean, yeah. you know, Pasta News and, and Dave also deliver here as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I love this song. Okay. I don't agree, mm-hmm. personally. Um, I don't I don't love or hate this record, um, but it's just okay to me. Got you. I think I like the sample better than I like the song. So, Maybe. you know, the, okay. this samples that the Long Red uh, by by The Mountain, which I haven't is heard like, the sample. You you have, though. You, you know that, um, y'all there? Louder. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like a that's like one of the most sampled phrases of hip hop history, oh, okay, yeah. right? And so that's the the like the sample here, and and but that's not know, the sample for the for the music itself, right? That's just the no. There's a, there's another sample for that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for that. Okay, that's what I thought you were doing. Yeah, no. But it's a clap clap your hands to what he's doing like that. Yeah, that joint. Um, so that's that's kind of the the vocal sample here, and I respect that they that that he did that. Um, because that's like. It's a difficult thing to sample in a way that feels unique because it's been mm-hmm. done so many times. But um, I really don't care for the hook. The like, let's oh, go love beat it. for beat and rhyme for rhyme. <laughs> Put all things aside. Like, oh it's man, just, that's just it's, it's so good... like, it's so like hip hop for hip hop's sake. I love it. Me. I'm here like, for it. I'm bouncing right now. Just thinking that's not my head. bag. But you know, a lot of Jay Dilla fans love this record. I've heard like DJs spin a, a Jay Dilla set, and this is one of the records that they play. So. Yeah. Yeah, it may, maybe it's just a me thing, but I don't love it's this. It's okay. This I mean, hey, look, it works for me. It doesn't work for you, but I love yeah, this record, yeah. so there we go. Yeah, I love Jay Dilla, so I'm here for it. So now we get into one, which should both be one of our highlights. Obviously, that is much more featuring Yummy Bingham yes. and DJ Premier with the with the scratches. Primo on the scratch. Yeah. Yep. yeah um, I absolutely love this song. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this might have been my highlight of highlights. Like, like okay. I, I love everything about this song. Um. I love Yummy, Yummy Bingham. I love her voice. I've talked about that many times. Um, and uh, this is one of the records I'm talking about when I when I talk about her. Like, I just love her. Um, I, I love Dave's verse on this joint. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, his whole uh, jump back like James Brown. Hey, now, want to look over. We smoking the hay now. Like, I just, I love, I love how he, he rips the joint. Um, I said, um, great Jay Dilla beat. Great primo scratches, musical perfection. Um, and I think that this is one of my favorite samples of all time. The song Love Ballad is so beautiful that it's like, and then Strawberry Letter 23, also a classic, beautiful song. So for somebody to have the audacity to touch either of those songs, they better come with it. And Jay Dilla freaking comes with Wait, it. Wait, like, Strawberry Letter 23 is on here? Yeah, um, he, he uses pieces of it um, oh. in the beat that he chops that 
and he puts it into the beat. Oh, Yo, the, I can hear it now. Yeah. Bro, like, this is, he's a fucking genius, I mean, he's bro. Like, he's Jay Dilla. Yes, this is a beat where it's just like, you listen to it. So sometimes I listen to beats and I'm like, oh, I saw what they did. I see what they did there. Yeah. Other times I hear a beat and I'm like, how the fuck did this person do that? <laughs> like, you're you're talking about um, uh, Fish Scale. Nah, um, nah. Uh, more, more fish, I mean. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, True Masters Fish. On Iron Fish. Man. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's where you're like, you, you're in your mind, you're trying to deconstruct it and go, how did he put this it, it together? It took a right? while. It took a long time. Yeah. For me to figure out how he did it. I listen to much more and I'm like, I would, I would never have thought to make this beat. Like, I really, really fucking respect it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the only thing we disagree with on this is I'm actually not the biggest fan of Yummy Bingham on here. And it's when she, yeah. like, if yeah. she were just singing on the hook and it was just like, that's like that the kind of like flat standard performance fine where she uh -huh. actually starts trying to go in and like yeah. ad lib i'm like yeah. like her voice yeah. is kind of like i'm like okay i think you missed like a couple notes there <laughs> that's the only thing I that's one that's one i don't entirely with disagree with you but you know we've we've talked about i love churchy girl next door voices like that just it just does something for me so gotcha. i love i love her on here got gotcha. you yeah um so shopping bags featuring Daniel Wallace. I take it you, so you're not a fan of this song. If I had a low light, this would be my low. Really? Okay. Yes, so this really is a highlight for me. Um, and I I think the two songs that I remember from this album uh, at the time were much more and shopping yep, bags. Yep. And I think shopping the, bags singers. is more like their commercial hit. This is mm -hmm. Madlib doing his best Neptune's impression, and I think he nails it, oh, and also no. does a Madlib thing with it as well. Um, okay. I. I like this song. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's been in my head this week. And yeah. yeah, like I like the beat. That that's pretty much all I can say about it. I can't say it's not catchy. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I can say is that I don't like it. And I think that for me personally, I, I mentioned this on a on another episode that we talked about. Um, that De La stayed with like a like a like a R and B ish hit yeah. that didn't feel like a reach. So another okay. good example is "It Ain't All Good" with Shaka Khan, right? We 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 love that song. That's a hip hop. People love that song. Um, and it's like you know, it's got an R and B or the you know, it's got a singer on it, but it doesn't feel like a reach. It feels like a De La song. Yeah. Um, and I felt like this record was the only record in their catalog that I can think of off the top of my head that felt like a stretch. Like it felt like, I got you. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to do something rather than achieving what I'm trying to do. Um, I was disappointed in Mad Lib a little bit because I love Mad Lib. I didn't like this song and I just felt like it was a reach personally. It's funny because you and I approach the track the same way, but just have a different perspective. Um, okay. I think that this is a good marriage of vintage De La and modern sensibilities for the time. You didn't think mm. it worked. I thought yeah. it did work. That's yeah. a great, great point, right? Because yeah. I, and I think I saw it was either on the wiki or something else that I read. Um, one of the the outlets that reviewed it, they mentioned shopping bags and they said um, Madlib attempts to create a beat that was made for Chingy or something like that. Yeah. Which is funny because Chingy is not a name that we would ever discuss now. But right in two thousand four, right? In two thousand four, <laughs> you, you know what, what he's saying is the same thing you're saying, which yeah. is like. I'm trying to create what the the time sounds like, mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's what it what it was. It just didn't work for me. I got you. Well, for me, the beat that didn't work for me is Grind Day, which is an also this is so funny. To me. I yeah, this is this is also like a modern sensibility, but not in the commercial sense. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of 
hip hop groups and acts that, that had like beats that sounded like this, and I hate every okay. single one of them. So why oh, don't wow. you? So so you like this song? This is this yeah, is I my do. only low light on the album, and it's not because wow. of the verses. I think yeah. I think lyrically and what they're talking about is important, and I think it's great. Yeah. Right, everyone. Yeah. I hate this beat, so that's all I had to say. Why don't you tell okay. me why why I'm wrong and why you love it? I think this record is skeletal. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't say that I love the beat. The beat's, the beat's cool. It's fine. Um, but you know, this is the song that brings the concepts of the whole album together, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think that Bones Malone does a really good job of like between the verses explaining what the concept is, and it really brings the whole thing together, right? So. My favorite thing that he says is at the very beginning, he goes, if the meek shall inherit the earth, they're not the weak. Let yeah. me inherit the streets. Fuck. And then, and then the beat just drops, right? And then, like, each between each verse, he's explaining the concept, but, like, from his personal perspective. So he goes, my dad hates driving a bus, but he loves five kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. And, like, you just, he has, like, all these little, um, these, like, little things where he's, he's giving his perspective of what the grind date is. And then the shit that he says at the end where he's like, hey, I don't, I don't do business with people that I have sex with, but I do have sex with people I do business with or whatever. That little montage at the end had me cracking up. So, I don't know, man. I thought the, the everybody's bars were dope. I thought the talking in between was really, really good. And the beat just works to me. Yeah, I just, I agree with everything just except the beat. I think the beat is God awful. And I hate, wow. I hate every single beat that sounds like this. Wow. And it's a lot. It's monotonous. It's repetitive. It is. It doesn't it is, change. It and it's just annoying. And it's predictable. Yeah. And I hate it. Sorry, okay. Super Dave West. You <laughs> have other good work on this Dang. album. This song, this beat is trash. To me, wow, to me, wow, wow. I, the crazy thing about it is, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with you that yeah. it's monotonous. I think it makes me laugh because I'm, I listened to Yinka as a producer in 2004, <laughs> and I probably would have made this beat. Like, this is probably something that I would have, I would have like toyed with. Um, and then it would, it's probably on my sampler somewhere. It's probably on my MPC right now, just sitting there. Here's what I will say though, right? I think that uh -huh. sometimes there's beats, and there's another one. I think it's Days of Our Lives. I think it's the one Jake one day with Common. Mm -hmm. um, that like they're very predictable and they're very repetitive, and they uh -huh. just get old and tiresome, right? Okay. But there's other beats that are even more simple and more repetitive and more monotonous that just work, right? That like works. something like Premiere's Mass Appeal, right? Okay, that's yeah. a, that's a repetitive yeah. beat or Havoc's Hell on Earth. Right? Like, it's just a repetitive uh -huh, uh -huh. loop. Like, that's all it is. And yet, right. I don't get tired of listening to it. And this right. beat right here and other beats like this, I'm like, yo, after 30 seconds, it's like, yo, like, can I skip to the next one or can you kill me? Like, it's that bad. <laughs> but but lyrically, though, okay. lyrically, though, I agree with everything you said. Lyrically, they contribute. Yeah. And, and I love the themes and I love, like, what they do with it. Yeah. All that stuff is great. I just, it's beats like this is, is mm, that's it. Yeah. I, 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 I stated my piece. And you know, and I, I feel you. And and but I um I want to actually add a highlight that I didn't add before. I actually kind of like the artwork, right? The yeah, artwork yeah, and yeah. the theme. And apparently, they said the guy who made the artwork, his whole his whole deal was like they took a calendar, like a um a, a template of like a 2004 calendar, and then like they montaged themselves on top of it. And like the whole theme of the album. Is about how like they take this blue collar approach to hip hop, mm. and you know it's a grind. And so you know yeah. every day they're putting in more more effort. 
you know, day in and day out. And I think this song is the song that brings the concept together. I got you. Yeah. All right. So now we get into church. How do you feel about this yeah. song? AKA, AKA reality. I don't care about this song. Um, I, I said the obligatory Ninth Wonder joint. I said this song is kind of a melee light to me, uh, but I do love Spike Lee and I love that he's on it. So I have mixed feelings about Spike Lee. I have a respect for Spike Lee. Um, yeah. I don't know why he's on it. I think this is <laughs> I think this is my highlight of highlights. I love this. Beat. Oh wow! Yeah. I just love the claps in the choir at the end. But so the song, I I don't care. I I love. First of all, I love what they're talking about. Um, okay. I think it's very important what they're talking about. It, it just kind of goes to the theme of what I was saying in my over, overarching highlights about like how, you know, what can we do in the service of hip hop? And I think yeah, that that's yeah. very emphatic on this record in particular. Yeah. But yeah. what, like how they do, how they incorporate like the vocal sample into the hook and then they add their own vocals on top of that. Like it's real, it's it's real. It's like, real. and the way everything- Real, real, real. I, yo. <laughs> Yeah, as I continue to listen to this album more and more this week, this song was just like in my head. And I'm like, yo, like this song is amazing. I, I absolutely love okay. this song. It's my highlight of highlights. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's just a melee to me. I got you. I got you. Well, yeah, I yeah. I, I wish <laughs> I could say more about it, but um yeah, yeah I just I really just love like what Ninth Wonder did on here. Yeah, I thought I thought yeah. it was great. Um, so now we get into uh It's Like That featuring Carl Thomas. Yeah. Thoughts on this? Um I don't love or hate the song it's fine i love the baseline okay um i think the hook is okay i think carl thomas sounds fine on it it's just it feels like a song that's not really <laughs> about much but uh but it's cool i don't know what did you what did you think of it um it's a highlight to me but mainly just because i i like carl thomas like carl on thomas, yeah. on on features i think carl yeah. thomas featuring on hip-hop like only does good things right uh <laughs> I, I think it's great and yeah. um, I, the other thing too is kind of silly, but like, is is it's like that? The like, is that like the most quintessential like hip hop song name? I feel like it, every single group at some might. point has to have like a song called "It's Like That," right? And or it's, say it, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a thing. It's it's something that it's just like <laughs> it's so obvious, be, but like it just makes so much sense. I think that might be the reason why it's such a mad light to me. Is <laughs> like. To me, like you say, it's like that when you don't have anything to say, right? Like That's it's fair. like, I mean, we have we have joints. Me and uh, me and in the cartel, right? Like we have. I'm sure a, I do. I, like, I'm sure I have a beat called "It's Like That." <laughs> we have songs where, like, <laughs> there's actually a song, and I don't remember the name of the song, but we have a song as when we were the IRS is what we called ourselves at the time. Uh, and Jay is rapping, and he runs out of. He either forgets what he's gonna say, or he runs out of lyrics, and he goes. It's like that daddy at the end of the verse, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I kept it and it was on the song and we would always laugh about that when that part came. It's like that daddy. <laughs> so it's just like, people just always say it's like that when they run out of shit. But we and all know I what it like, means. It's like, yo, that's what it's like. Yeah. It's like that, you know? It's, it's like, that. like that. But it's like, it's like, I almost feel like to some degree, it almost feels a little wasted, uh, Carl Thomas, because it's, it's like, fair. At the end of the song, he's really trying to like ad lib and riff and oh, shit, yeah. but he does, he's he not does. Sa he's not talking about anything. It's so like it's like that. he's just saying like, oh, and it's like if he had something to sing about, he probably would be killing this shit. Nevertheless, uh, um, I enjoy this. So this is actually the yeah. end of like this is the end of my run. Um, okay. Even though I, I hate the grind date beat, nevertheless, um, like I think like the, the first opening like seven tracks is like a good run for me. 
And okay. I don't really have a highlight until we get to MF Doom. So okay, yeah. So we get into he comes featuring Ghostface, and he uh, comes. I'm assuming this is a this is a highlight for you. Absolutely, gotcha. Because because this is the most Ghostface shit ever. I fucking love Ghostface. So this is so. this is quintessential Pretty Tony era Ghostface. Yes, yes. Like, the get, beat, yeah. everything. Um, the fact that Ghostface has his own chorus like yeah pretty tony and de la soul <laughs> yeah we've been rhyming on the broom since we was eight years old um so all right this is the reason why i love this song i love this song because this is the most ghost face shit ever so this is my retelling of what happened as i remember it so uh de la soul loves ghost face because everybody loves ghost face they know? reach out to ghost face hey ghost face can you come do a verse on our song he says yeah so they record it Somehow, um, at the time, I think De La Soul was on this label that was owned by uh, Matthew Knowles, uh, Beyonce's father. Okay. Something happens with the paperwork and shit like that, and Ghostface doesn't get paid, right? So Ghostface's party reaches out to, to De La Soul's party. Yo, cut the fucking check. The check doesn't come. So Ghostface is like, all right, fuck y'all. <laughs> he takes the beat. He makes his own version of the song called, like, pay Tony version. It's like, <laughs> he comes, pay Tony version or whatever. He puts out a like three minute and 30 second version of this shit with just him rapping over it, talking about pay Tone, give me my motherfucking money or whatever. <laughs> puts the shit out as his own version of the joint. That's and hilarious. so there's two versions of the song floating around, the pay Tony version and the, the version with De La Soul on it. I fucking love that. I love Ghostface. And so... I will always love this song because every time I hear it, it reminds me of Ghostface stealing their song and putting it back out. <laughs> See, I wish I had known that. Had I been privy yeah. to that knowledge, it might change my opinion about the song, which I don't hate. Okay. I'm just kind of neutral yeah. about it. Um, yeah. First of all, I like all the verses. Uh, even though Pretty Tony Pretty Tony era Ghost is not my favorite era of a ghost. Obviously, uh -huh. I like Supreme Clientele era or like even like Fishgale era, right? Which yeah. does sound a little different from this. Um, yeah. I... I like the beats during the verses. What I don't okay. like, and I probably used to do this too. So, you know, mm -hmm. but hey, I'm not a producer. I don't get paid to do this. But when I was making beats, <laughs> I don't like it when producers get lazy and they just take like the sample and mm -hmm. don't really do anything with it. That's and they the just hook. speed it up. And like, that's I love the that hook. I, I love that shit. <laughs> if it works, it works. And I'm sure several yeah. times it does work. In my opinion, it does not work on here for it. For me, it okay. sounds like... It sounds unimaginative and and tired for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's why this. That's why it, it doesn't kind of work for me. And again, this is another one from Super Dave West. Parts yeah. of it I like. Parts of it, eh, it just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. work for me. So yeah, it works for me. So you must not like the next song either, then. Um. I, I don't. I don't hate it, but I do want to say yeah. that I think one of our followers, Bowie Walnuts, uh, on Instagram. Shout out to Bowie okay. Walnuts. I think he said this shout was his him. favorite favorite track on the record. So I'm right, not trying right. to diss it. I'm just saying parts of the songs didn't work for me. So that's why. It's, that's okay. why it's not a highlight. So, Wait, he comes is his favorite or Days of Our Lives? I think he comes. He okay. Comes. okay. Yeah. Got it. But the but the next one is Days of Our Lives featuring Common. Yeah. Um, not a highlight for me for basically okay. for the reasons that I said earlier about right. the, kind of the repetitive the, the repetitiveness of the beat is really okay. something that just, by the end of the song, I'm just tired of it. Um, yeah. I do think Common rips it. Yes. Common definitely rips it. Um, aside from that, like, I'm just okay with the track. So those are my thoughts. So 
Tell us why you love it, because I'm assuming you like this song. <laughs> yeah, I like this song. Um, you know, I personally love Jake One. Gotcha. Uh, I've talked about this. Uh, I feel like ba Bink and Jake One are my two favorite album cut producers, probably, mm -hmm. period. Okay. So almost anything, like Jake One is another producer that can almost do no wrong for me. Every time I see his name, I'm excited. Um, pause. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, one or two Jake One beats on here. Um, I love what he's doing with the beat. And then common, this is like prime common. Yeah. Like this is this is common doing common things. Yes. Um, the line that I wrote down here that I feel like is Pre common in his bag. Common. Right, right. Pre B. Yeah. Um, is uh ain't far from a Benz or dude on the bus. Yeah. I feel like that this is one of those common bars that it's like it's so profound and so simple at the same time, right? Yeah. Because I feel like this is like most of us, like we're, you know. We're not fucking, I don't know, Aristotle Onassis or whatever. Like, you know, niggas want to be out here talking about how much much money they have. But like, I think there's a a, a, um, a quote that says something about like, everybody's one small tragedy away from homelessness or something like that, right? Like, it's like, we're closer to the dude on the bus than we are the dude in the bins or whatever. And I just yeah. like how he kind of puts that contrast out there. But uh, yeah, this common verse is a great common mm. verse, um, and I think that that you know the plug one and plug two come off on on the joint too. Like, they do. like they I just do. It, it works for me. This record works. Got you. Um, anything else to add, or uh, should we move on? Nah, we can move on. So come on down, featuring Flavor Flav. Flav. Um, again, I'm neutral about this. I don't hate it, but you know, yeah. I, it's a it's a melite, yo. Like Mad Lib again with another yeah. beat I don't care about. Um, and Flavor Flav. I almost don't understand why he's here. So here's what I will say. Hmm. I I understand the use of a hype man and ad-libs yeah. on the song, but like Flavor Flav isn't hip-hop's only hype man. And I think that I'm not even sure if he's hip-hop's best hype man. Like even hmm. someone like um, like Kid Capri yeah. is a good hype man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, And I'm not saying he works on this track, but like there's other hype men that you could have had on here. Like even if you had like most deaf on the track just as a hype man it would have been better yeah. you know yeah. um I, i'm not the biggest fan of flavor flav mainly it has yeah. to do with what he did after this song um yeah. and the vh1 all that uh, vh1 shit yeah, yeah. I, I i don't like that i don't like what he allowed himself to become um yeah, and that I, and this that song is before that but still i just i don't know i'm listening to it yeah. now it puts a bad taste in my mouth and i don't disagree with what you're saying the other aspects of the song don't do enough to salvage it I'm not yeah. saying it's a low light though. Like I don't, I don't hate it. It's just, nah. yeah. If I could do this over again, um, I would take some of the percussion out and just make it an interlude where we just get the part where you know, Flavor Flavor comes on. It's like you're bothering me, G, and whatever. Yeah. And it's just like a funny, silly little 45 second interlude, and then it goes into the next song. Like I didn't understand why this needed to be a song. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so how do you feel about No featuring John Butter versus Cullen and uh, again, Yummy Bingham, your girl? Yeah, it was a highlight for me. I like her vocals more on this probably than I did yeah. on uh, a much more because I think yeah. she's doing less on this one um, until the end. Well, that's true, that's true. Yeah, uh, it's another one from Super Dave West. It's not a highlight for me, it's fine. Yeah, I think this is another one of the ones I talked about where, um, Ambitious sample choice, right? Yeah. So this is uh, Never Can Say Goodbye by the yes. Jackson 5, right? Yes. That is, so first of all, 
Michael Jackson will take you for every fucking penny that you ever had. So that's ambitious. Just even yeah. touching the the Jackson catalog is is ambitious. Uh, but secondarily, you know, this is a very, very, very well-known song and sample. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to even just touch that is ambitious. And I don't think that he fails. Like, I, I think that, it, that he makes an interesting composition. Um, it, it may get a bit repetitive. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you there. But I really like what he did. It's so funny. Again, this is another example of us approaching the song the same way and having a different take, right? Yeah. Which is, I agree. Like, I hear this song and I hear the sample choice, and I think we all have samples that are just like sacred, like songs that are sacred to us. Yeah. And it doesn't yep. mean you can't sample it, but if you do, you need to deliver, right? I've yep, actually yep. sampled this beat, this song. Yeah. I think I have too. Yeah. And I would never put it out though. <laughs> but like, I love Never Can Say Goodbye by the Jackson yes. 5. Like it's it's in my top five Jackson 5 songs. Like I love yeah. this song. And it's amazing. they don't, like he doesn't deliver it for me. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Um, I, I think he, for, I think for me, put layering Yummy's voice on top of it makes it more interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate the track, but I don't love it. And and yeah, like I said, yeah. like this whole stretch for me, I'm just like, it's just so okay. uneven. Like there's things I'm like, oh, it's cool, but they're just like, no. Nah. Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's it's from from track eight through track like tracks eight, nine, ten, eleven to me, on the whole, are not a fun musical experience whereas yeah. tracks one through seven even despite the grind yeah, day yeah. was like a fun musical experience for me yeah so that's kind of how I, I, I felt about it i toyed with with um adding sequencing as a low light yeah um but i don't know that i necessarily think it's a low light but i do agree that there are stretches of the album where it could have been kept more interesting if it was like kind of sequenced a little differently gotcha gotcha um but i think that butter v might have my favorite verse on this whole shit. Um, I think that he rips this shit. Like, even how he comes out, um, I don't give money, don't support the needy. I was schooled in America, taught to be greedy, and everything ought to be easy. Like, he just murders this shit. And I, I don't know Buddha V. Like, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with him. And I think, I want to say I heard this verse, and then I went and tried to get into Buddha V. And, um... I feel like I found a mixtape floating around somewhere, but I, I wasn't really feeling what was on there, to be honest. Maybe it was the production. I don't re really remember so much. But this verse is great to, to me. Like, his his performance on here, all of his performance on here is great. I love how they weave in and out uh, between each other's verses. I love Yummy at the end where uh, where the beat drops out. It's like, if the soul keeps rocking the streets, it keep rocking. If the streets stop rocking, the soul keep rocking. I just love that whole little, you know, musical breakdown. Uh, man, I like this song a lot. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, well, I think now we get into, this is your highlight of highlights, right? The, the highlight of flow highlights. Featuring yeah. MF Doom. Uh, there was another one of our listeners who this was their favorite. I think it was yeah. um, T. Sam, Tony S. Was also, this is okay. their, their highlight of highlights. Okay. Um, from the record. So yeah, why don't you why don't you tell us about this? This is a highlight for me. Yeah, this is my highlight of highlights. Uh, this is one of my favorite De La songs. This is one of my favorite MF Doom songs, and this is one of my favorite Jake One beats. And it okay. all happens at the same time. Gotcha. Um, I, I I wrote here one of my favorite memories of De La Soul. So first of all, did, did you ever get a chance to see De La Soul live before before? Uh, Not an entire show, but I have seen okay. them perform live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're a great a great live performing mm -hmm. group. Like that's it's one of the the amazing things about them. 
And um, I will never forget, you know, seeing them perform live and they do this song. Um, a lot of times they'll end with this song. And um, they do this thing where like they move to the syncopation of the beat. So okay. you know how the beat like goes faster and then it slows down. Yeah. So and then they'll they'll slow down like robots and then they just freeze. And then they wait for the beat to start back up and then they start dancing again or whatever, right? Like it, this shit is, is great to watch live, especially because so uh the last time I saw them was at the Taste of Chicago. Okay. And um I was there with my girl. We 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 saw them and she had kind of never seen De La. She wasn't really familiar with their catalog. I think a lot of the people there were not familiar with their catalog. And so when they started the song and everybody was frozen, they're all just like, what is like everybody's looking around like, what's going on with these niggas? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then as the beat, the beat kind of speeds up and then they speed up and how they move. I absolutely love that. I love MF Doom yeah, during this time frame. Th this is the time frame where MF Doom was sending random niggas to go perform in his, <laughs> his week and nobody knew. And then the people were getting chased off the stage and everything. So, you know, um, an Easter egg is Doom. Anytime you see Doom and he actually appears, it's great. Um, I don't remember what show it was, but there was a show that De La Soul was asked uh, to, to perform. I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or what. And MF Doom comes out in a, um, a New York Knicks jersey and he performs the song with them. So that's, you know, I, this song is just so iconic. Everything I remember about it is iconic. I love everything about this song. It is my highlight of highlights. What you got to say about it? The only thing I'll add, because uh, I don't have much. Uh, I don't love the Jake One beat as much as you do, but I, I do oh. I do like it. Um, you know, obviously I love what MF Doom does on here. The only thing this I thought was really cool was like the... Uh, there's some interesting arrangement choices in terms of the vocal performances. So like yeah. each MC gets like one short verse and one mm -hmm. long verse, which right. I thought was like kind of clever, like little things like that in the arrangements. I'm always going to notice that stuff. And I noticed it here and I thought it was like, oh, that that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, dope. this is this is this is not my highlight of highlights, but I definitely, yeah. you know, especially after the songs that uh, this uh, that precede this one. Um, yeah. This is definitely this is definitely a good track for me. It's a great album ender too. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I will never forget. You know, being in college and and rolling with E, and E would uh, would would constantly quote this joint. We'd be chilling, and then E would go, "From the top of the key for three villain." <laughs> you just love that. From the top of the key for three villain. <laughs> so yeah, we saw him say that. Great yeah. This here. this um this whole verse I love. Uh, what does he say? Um. Uh, what does he say about like uh, falls off the bike or whatever? He's I'm, like, I'm, um, I'm not gonna be able to quote bust anything. that ass and get up. Whoever laughed, give him a head up. He got <laughs> jumped, pumped his adrenaline, said it made him tougher than a bump of raw medicine. <laughs> I just love this verse, yo. Like this, this shit is just great. Yeah, it's got the most uh, streams on Spotify of their songs of their of their songs on this album. Yeah, yeah, That's by a lot. Even yeah. even more than much more by like twenty million. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I mean much, you know Doom Doom also is is, is uh, very very beloved in the hip hop circles. Yeah. So um so also I, I wanted to add that um next month uh the De La the rest of the De La catalog is supposed to be available on streaming. Right. So that's right. that's a beautiful thing. So for folks that haven't heard De La in a while, give it a month. Go out, stream all they shit, run it, get their money up, make it happen for them. Gotcha. Um, so are we gonna talk about Shroomp? Is this a bonus track? Let's right? talk. Let's talk about this joint. Yeah, it is a bonus track. Um, it's not a highlight for me. I fucking hate this song, bro. That's, um, that might be I'm fair. Gonna just, 
gonna just be honest. Um, and you know, I, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a big Sean Paul and Dancehall fan. Mm-hmm. I am a big Jay Dilla fan. I'm a big De La Soul fan. I really don't like this song. Um, that's that's the main thing that I can say about it. It's just it feels like you talk about things that feel like 2004. You know, it feels like, hey, this Sean Paul guy is really popping. Hey, Sean Paul, get on the track and do Sean Paul things. But a bye, but a bye, Shonda Paul. Like, come on, bro. Stop. How did he like, ever get so popular? Is what I want to know. He's dope. He's dope. But I, what I would say is, uh, talking to my New York friends who love dancehall, they like, they kind of, res- they respect Sean Paul, but they're also like, he's like the Eminem of dancehall. You know. Oh wow. Maybe that's yeah. not like the exact words they say, but that basically they feel like <laughs> he got popular because of those things. Whereas yeah. like they prefer like Bouncy Hunter, Beanie Man, and um, Elephant Man, and you know, yeah, so, yeah. Bouncy Bouncy Killer. Excuse Bouncy me, Bouncy Killer. Killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think Jay Dilla did this beat. If I'm not yeah. Mistaken. Yeah. That's crazy. Because like I rarely hear uh, Jay Dilla beats that I don't care for. Uh, this is one of them. Um, he does use that Tom Tom Club, which is is you know I think that's the same sample that uh, Mariah Carey had for Sweet Sweet yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean that's interesting, I guess, from the perspective of sample choice. But I do not care for this song at all. Well, one of our listeners did. I think it was uh, Lee Stoneham on uh, our St- Stoneham. This is Lee's yeah. favorite joint. When I when I put out the poll on IG, he said that oh, I wow. said like, "What's your favorite verse on this album?" He said "Shoop." So there you oh, go. Wow. Shout out to Lee. That's that's uh, that's the homie Quiz from New Money. So uh, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna shit on you when I talk to you, bro. <laughs> this song sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it a thousand with you, and I'm gonna send I'm gonna send this to you too. So <laughs> got you. Nah, I really don't like this song. Got you. All right. Well, um, do we have any other closing closing thoughts about uh, the grind date? Not really. Uh, you know, definitely go run run this up for for Dave's family. Go mm-hmm. go on Spotify, title, whatever you do. Listen to this joint so his family can get paid. And uh, we'll see y'all in March when uh, when De La's catalog comes out. Maybe we'll have another uh, another appearance from from our man Panama, who's also a big De La fan. <laughs> certainly is. Certainly is. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.